Hello, today is the 17th of September. This is the Mike Dominic Show. I am Mike Dominic. So today I have an interesting conversation with Johan Brewer of the SUSE Manager Project. A lot today. One, it is not called SUSE, it is SUSE. So there you go. Two, you know, I am not someone who's been paying a ton of attention to the SUSE community. I'm actually doing a job that requires uh, SUSE Enterprise. But other than that, you know, I hate to say SUSE or SUSE is a distro and an environment that I have used only when necessary. I'm pretty deep into the Ubuntu Debian side of life. But there's a lot going on over there, uh, and it's interesting to learn about it. So I'm not going to put my thumb on the scale at all on this one, because I, I actually, well, I will a little. I do think it's very interesting how they're approaching, particularly SUSE Manager, which is what we talk about. But also, I think it's easy to forget how large SUSE Enterprise actually is. It, you know, it's second to Red Hat, basically. So that's... That's a big percentage of the Linux market uh, that I think particularly here in the States, we don't talk about too much. So with that all said, the show was brought to you by the Madbotter Inc. If you need an application developed on top of Linux using Python or Ruby or C++ and Rust, if you want to be cool, you could use Rust. Drop us a line, salesthematabotter.com. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Dumanuko. And uh, yeah, so here is Johan. Hello, Johan Boyer, and I apologize. I already said your name uh-huh, wrong, but it's it, you know people from New Jersey are are known around the world for being rude and ignorant. So I apologize. <laughs> no problem at all. Now I have to say I've had some experience with uh, what you work on, the Open Sousa Manager. Oh really? Um, yeah. That, that, well, that's why I was attracted, and we were talking on Twitter and uh, having a conversation with you. I think there's a well. Well, first off, so so what is OpenSUSE for folks who don't know? We might want to start backwards. And what is the OpenSUSE manager? Okay, so a little correction. We've got the SUSE manager and the OpenSUSE distribution. Ah, very good. Yeah. Okay, so OpenSUSE is a Linux distribution and, of course, a community. So you can think of OpenSUSE as uh, one of the yeah, the, the classical distributions, or like you used to have them in, in the good old days. But that doesn't mean that that we are old and, and busted. A distribution that changed and grew over time, and it's the best one out there, of course. And uh, then, yeah, then we've got the SUSE manager, and this is actually a product uh, from SUSE. And of course, SUSE is, uh, is the company, SUSE. They are somewhat related to Open uh, SUSE, of course, but it's not the same. And there is an upstream project to SUSE Manager, which is called Uyuni. And uh, this is what you what you would be using if you want to do upstream development uh, for SUSE Manager, or if you just want to have the... Now, I don't want to say the, the open source product, because that sounds like uh, the SUSE Manager is not open source, because it is. But Uyuni is the, is the thing that you can use without any strings attached. And uh, the SUSE Manager is something that you can only get with support from SUSE. Got it. Yes. And this is uh, for folks who don't know. So I actually have been working in SUSE for oh, six, nine months, something like that, maybe even a year, because I have a customer who is a SUSE Enterprise customer, believe it or not. It's been an interesting experience, and they are, in fact, uh, Johan, they're using SUSE Manager. Nice. So I'm, I'm finding it to be a... Uh... Now, I remember back in the day, we used to have a, the SUSE Studio. I don't, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The, you could yeah. re-spin your distro, yeah. So that was my last experience until this, uh, until this job. It's interesting how unique SUSE is. Now, and I, mean, I don't mean that in a, as, a, as, a, as a dig at all. I, I actually, there's a lot of things I like, and I'm sure you'll, you'll kind of go into them. But what is the difference? Because I, I, you know, I look at the stats here, and we have a lot of folks on Ubuntu desktop, 
And uh, I imagine, you know, folks using like Ubuntu server or, or CentOS server or maybe RHEL. What is the kind of the core difference you're getting? Sousa. <laughs> I, had to, um, I have to correct myself, yes. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So it's, it's a lot of it is just, it's just taste. If you're very familiar with a Debian-style distribution, then you, you will probably not pick one that, uh, that is using Orpheum or uh, is, is close to that in any way. But yeah, um, I mean, uh, OpenSUSE, it's really uh, the community and uh, how the people are approaching things. We have um, what is often called a duocracy. So if you want to change things, you can just come, do things, uh, of course, convince people to, uh, uh, to come with you on, on the journey. And then it's, I would say it's pretty easy to, uh, to change things into a different direction. You just have to come and well, do it. And one thing that is that is really cool is we've got that uh, two distributions in OpenSUSE. Uh, that is Leap. Well, actually, it's it's not entirely correct, but these are the two main distributions. You've got Leap, which is kind of your stable server distribution, and then you've got Tumbleweed. Uh, that of course mm. doesn't mean that Tumbleweed is uh, is not stable. <laughs> yeah, it is, but this is a rolling distribution, and uh, not everybody would be so comfortable uh, using it on the server. And uh, yeah, you you can uh, you can basically uh, pick your drug here. So if you want to have something that uh, is, is not changing too often, and uh, that you can uh, just put on the server and uh, don't worry about it too often, then you just pick leap. And if you want to have something that is always bleeding edge but not breaking so often, then you are using uh, tumbleweed. And uh, yeah, this is basically uh, you can pick what you want to roll with. And that makes a ton of sense, right? Because I, at least my experience, SUSE has been used a lot in the enterprise um, because of support and for Definitely, stability yeah. concerns, right? So, you know, we're six and a half minutes in and we haven't said what SUSE Manager is yet. So can you tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. SUSE Manager is all about data center management. So if you just have uh, a handful of servers to manage, then you clearly don't need a uh, SUSE manager. But once you don't have pets anymore and you have cattle, then you need something to, to manage all of that. And this is where SUSE manager is coming into the picture. So well, let's assume that you need to spin up uh, 500 servers and you need to manage them. You need to have a, a, a package manager. Uh, so you need to define, I want to have uh, these packages on uh, that 100 servers and uh, the other, other set of packages on the rest of the servers. Uh, this is something that you can uh, that you can do in SUSE Manager. But not only that, you can also do configuration management. You can uh, define the configurations that you need on the different groups of servers. And yeah, this is the basic stuff that you have in SUSE Manager. And of, on top of that, you can do many, many more things. Recently, there was uh, cluster management introduced. So this started with cluster awareness, so that when you have to manage virtual machines, so that SUSE manager is aware of uh, that there is a cluster on uh, various of the systems that are out, out there, and uh, that you can at least do some basic operations, and uh, we will start building on top of that. Interesting. Okay. So the use case sounds like, uh, from a you know simple perspective, 
I need to spin up a bunch of boxes, but I don't know how many. And it's a number greater than, you know, 100, right? It's got to be a lot. Yeah, definitely. So is this automated somehow? Yes, this is automated. Uh, of course, it, it always depends on how much effort you want to put into this. I see. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can have the the uh, the full experience and uh, have it from boot to uh, the ready machine that uh, is uh, fulfilling its purpose, or you can have anything in between. So th- this sounds like it almost might be a orchestration thing, almost like a, you know, like a. a- a Kubernetes type thing where you're trying to control a bunch of instances and spin them up as needed. And I'm assuming tear them down as well, right? Or Yeah. 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 So the difference is when, when you're talking about Kubernetes, we're talking about containers. Sure. We have some capabilities of that also in SUSE Manager. So we've got, uh, for example, a registry already included that allows you to, uh, uh, to manage images, Docker images in SUSE Manager. But traditionally, we are not talking about containers here. We are talking about virtual machines or bare metal machines. Got it. So blurring the difference between a virtual machine and a VM for just a second, we are not talking container instances. We're talking full on, we're installing SUSE on quote unquote a box, right? Whether it's a VM exactly. or, or a you know actual box. This sounds like it's a very, we're talking about very heavy workloads here then, right? Of course. And usually okay. the machines that are managed here are not some single core machines with four gigabytes of RAM. This is uh, really heavy metal. Well, I hope there's some thread rippers in there because I'm a huge AMD fan, which <laughs> that's a non sequitur. But so without any, and any you know, issues of privacy, and you could say no, of course, can you tell me like a use case of this of someone who's using it? You don't have to name the name, but like the type of the type of use. So this also varies a lot. So you've got the the, the yeah the the classical ones. You just need to have a server that is uh, providing a service somewhere inside of the data center of the customer. Of course, this doesn't have to be uh, only the data center of the customer. This could be any data center anywhere. But uh, most of the times, this is in 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 the data centers of uh, of the customers. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, most of the times it's just a server is deployed and it's fulfilling uh, a purpose. It could be a web server, could be something else. SAP and and HANA is something that uh, we are seeing um, a lot uh, currently with uh, in combination with SUSE Manager. And uh, then, of course, we have the use cases where someone is just spinning up Raspberry Pis. This is the, the complete opposite, but ah. it's happening and, and it's it's actually working. So I remember reading that there's an IoT story here. Is that is that what you mean? The Raspberry Pi is like the IoT, or can you go even lower in terms of uh, you know hard? When I say lower, I mean like smaller sized hardware, right? Smaller memory footprint, things like that. Yeah, you you can do that, but these are the stories we currently. Uh, most of the times, uh, the the customers are basically spinning their own solution. There will be something coming. I can't share any details on that because I don't know any details about that. Deny everything. That's a good <laughs> motto. Yes. But yeah, there is indeed uh, something coming. I see. So let me let, let me give you a a real world example that I had. Um, I did not use SUSE Manager about it because this is we're going back about a year, but it, I, I just didn't you know I didn't know SUSE Manager existed back then, right? And I wasn't using SUSE, but. 
hypothetically, you have a program that runs on planes, right? Planes that fly. Yeah. Not, not, not like the planes of Spain. Is taking 3D images and scanning them into color OBJ files. Okay. I don't know how familiar you are with this stuff, but absolutely not. <laughs> but okay. continue. <laughs> so a color OBJ file is like a low level. It's a it's an STL. F- so it's ah oh, geez, it's basically a composite file made of components, right? Anybody in okay. the game development industry or like certain military sectors will know what I'm talking about. Uh, basically, it takes a 3D image and it kind of wraps it in a texture file. If that makes sense. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I got what you mean. Okay. So you have lots of these, right? And uh-huh. because you're, you know, awesome, you're doing your processing on Linux, right? Makes sense, yeah. It sounds, but you have a problem. Sometimes you have almost no activity, meaning you you have no need for processing power. Yet sometimes you have lots, right? And you don't want to run this on AWS or whatever. You need to run this on your hardware. Yeah, that sounds expensive. Yes, but it sounds like SUSE Manager could have solved this problem because w- w- what I ended up doing was a insane, basically custom Debian spin-up thing where we were just spinning up machines left and right and splitting into Docker containers with Kubernetes. But there's a cost of using the containers themselves, mm. right? It's 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 a minor cost for sure, but you know, it, at at scale, things get expensive. But it sounds like. In a world where I had the same, you know, let's just for sake of argument say, uh, System76 or Dell servers laying in a data center somewhere, I could have spun those machines up, assuming, you know, network access, which I had, everything else, with SUSE Manager. And is it is it fair to say that I could have retasked the machines based on the workload I needed? Yeah, definitely. So uh, what you would do here is SUSE Manager is uh, is made out of several components. And uh, you've got Cobbler, what you can use to uh, uh, to spin up machines uh, via uh, Pixie Boot. And then you can have probably uh, directly be using Salt for that to do all the uh, configuration management and uh, to provision the software here. And then, then you would spin up the machines and uh, depending on... Uh, uh, what you would have to do with them. Install the correct packages, uh, apply the configurations, and uh, then you could um, push workload on them. So, and, and I'm making the assumption that once I provision these machines, I have the full the full SUSE stack, meaning I don't have to go to some open registry. I can provision my own software. Is that uh, fair? Yeah, absolutely. And doesn't have to be uh, uh, only SLE, so SUSE or Linux Enterprise on uh, the clients. Uh, you can also spin up um, RHEL uh, machines and CentOS if you want to do that. If, if Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, SUSE Manager can work on, on RHEL and CentOS? SUSE Manager itself, uh, the server, uh, is only running on SLE at the moment. Okay. Uh, and I don't think this this is going to change anytime soon. Um, there are some people working on Uni uh, to to uh, um, make it possible to install it on, on Fedora, sure. but uh, yeah, I, I don't know how far that is. And uh, yeah, but uh, for the for the clients that you are managing, uh, use something else than than Sli if you have to. Oh, I see. So I just I just want to dig into this to make sure that I and people listening uh, understand. So, because I'm I'm slightly confused. So, with SUSE Manager, <laughs> I have to have a, a SUSE server, obviously. 
Yes. But the clients that I'm, the VMs that are, or the VMs or the, the whatever, the boxes yeah, the, that I'm the, the spinning. The virtual right? machines or the, the bare metal boxes. That doesn't have to be Slee. I see. So SUSE manager running on Slee can spin up, a, you know, a RHEL box or a CentOS box for me. And, and presumably if we can do RHEL and CentOS, we probably can do Debian and Ubuntu as well, right? Currently, we can't spin uh, okay. Debian and Ubuntu up, but you can manage them. I see. Okay, so so there's like scaling levels of support here. So it, obviously, SUSE managers support SUSE. That's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and there's custom, or not custom, but there's you know there's built-in support for RHEL and to spin up and manage RHEL and to spin up and manage CentOS. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And I can and- manage I can manage other distros, but not spin them up. Yeah, I mean, okay. I'm, okay, yeah. If we were talking about Ubuntu and Debian, OpenSUSE is also in the picture, of course, but uh, Arch Linux or something like that—that's that, that's currently not supported at all. If you gotcha. want to make it, if you want to make it happen, uh, come to uh, to the Uni project, and we are happy to take any contributions. You're inviting Arch. <laughs> you're inviting Arch Linux users and developers to your project. God speak to you, sir. <laughs> do you think that was a failure? No, no, no. No, no. Arch is wonderful. Please, please do not email me. So, 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 so this is actually Johan. You've you've actually surprised me. I, I I feel like I didn't do my research correctly. I was under the incorrect impression that SUSE manager could could only manage and spin up uh, SUSE or open SUSE boxes. And that's obviously not true. So this is a, a wider tool than I was even thinking. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's wonderful. I'm I'm impressed. So let's say you're someone like me, right? You're a developer. You work on mostly Linux servers, um, or actually in this case, all Linux servers. But they're Debian-based um, with a few exceptions of OpenSUSE mm-hmm. and one SUSE Enterprise. How would one kind of get started? Which SUSE manager? So, just want to uh, to get familiar with the system. I would suggest to take a look at uh, the Uni project first, and you can find that on on GitHub. Uh, it's I think GitHub.com slash Uni dash project slash Uni. Uni is written U Y N. We'll put a link in the show notes too, folks. So you don't have okay. to pause and rewrite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then. Just take a look at README. You can find the information there, and you can install it on a uh, leap 15.2. And you get pretty much uh, all of the stuff that you see in SUSE Manager. I think minus the the cluster management. I think that is currently uh, a preview feature that we've got in... uh, No, actually, preview feature is probably not the right word, but this is uh, something that is currently only in SUSE Manager, I think. Okay, so it's it's not generally available, is what you're saying? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So this has been a, a lot of good information on SUSE and SUSE Manager in particular. What should I have asked you that I didn't know enough? Obviously, you shocked me with the Rel and CentOS thing, so obviously I didn't know enough. Uh, but <laughs> but what should I have asked you that I either didn't know enough to ask you or simply failed to ask you? You probably should have asked what's coming uh, for. Uh, for uh, spinning up uh, servers in the future. Ah. Currently, we're using Cobbler for that, and Cobbler is a really great project to do that. But uh, internally, we are working on something that is called Yomi, which 
completes the, the picture that we have for SUSE Manager. Under the hood, we are using SALT. Uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with SALT. I am not. Okay. So, so what is SALT? SALT is a uh, configuration management software. And every communication that is happening with a client in SUSE Manager is happening via SALT. And uh, whenever you are defining what packages you want to have installed on, uh, on your client and uh, what configurations uh, should be put in, in place uh, anywhere in, in the file system and the client. This is going through SALT. And uh, you've got yeah, basically a, a, a configuration for SALT uh, that, that is making that, uh, that happen. And we want to have the same uh, capabilities for defining uh, a box to boot it up. And this is what Yumi uh, will be doing in the future. So you have the same language that you're using for the package definitions, for the configuration definitions that you are using during the runtime to also uh, provision a machine. And this makes uh, makes it a rounder picture and uh, easier to manage. Makes a ton of sense. So the second question that I usually ask, and you know, Johan, this I only missed this question once. I've only forgotten one week, but I did not forget with you. What does your workstation look like in terms of OS and any key software that you run, <laughs> excluding Suits <laughs> Manager, of course, right? Because obviously you run Suits Manager. So excluding that. So my workstation is, of course, running OpenSUSE, Tumbleweed in this case. So uh, it's it's always bleeding edge. And yeah, I'm using a lot of Emacs, but also Vim, and uh, recently added some uh, Visual Studio Code into the mix. And uh, yeah, and Rocket Chat. We are, we are using a lot of Rocket Chat. So you... First of all, that's a great loadout in general, but you use both Vim and Emacs. What is it different use cases or? <laughs> yeah, it's a wild mix, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Vim is more or less for the, the quick editings. If you've got the shell and you just want to uh, take a look at something or if you want to do a modification to file, Vim is pretty easy for that. And uh, Emacs is something that I'm using for, I'm basically using it as an IDE. And also, Emacs allows me to use org mode. And yeah, I, I got into that ah. uh, pretty heavily recently. And yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, so a little, little history, and longtime listeners of Code Radio will have heard this story before. But I, when I was a callow youth, was an Emacs user. And uh, I, I went to work, and the uh, manager there was a, I don't want to say he was a zealot. But uh, he made me delete Emacs off my computer. <laughs> okay. In, in favor of Vim. So that was... That's harsh. That's harsh, right. It, I was on a Mac at the time. It was called the, uh, there, you know, the Spin Aqua Max. But uh, it's... Yeah. So I, I always have an eye towards Emacs because, you know, the love that could have been, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the best IDE out there. Oh, but <laughs> I will send them to you on Twitter then. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, Johan, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. No problem. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>